Welcome to the Empire Diaries. We knew the risks, but we had to podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich, <laughs> and I'm Jill Dayfield. <laughs> yes, we did it. We introduced ourselves. Hell yeah. That's most of the battle, I guess. Um, <laughs> we decided that we needed to podcast about Vampire Diaries because why not? In these quarantine times, what else are you going to do? Um, <laughs> the schedule is blank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for Morgan and I, this is a rewatch. And for Jill, this is her first time viewing. So we're going to go around the virtual table and I guess discuss our Vampire Diaries origins. Um, I will start. I saw the pilot at Comic-Con, actually, before it premiered. Uh, yeah, like, uh, doing it the Wednesday night, you know, before Comic-Con officially starts. And it was um, three pilots they showed that night. Uh, the ABC drama slash remake of V, the alien show with yes. uh, Marina Baccarin. Yeah. Uh, Fox's Human Target and The Vampire Diaries. Uh, amazing. Yes. <laughs> three classics. Uh, three classics <laughs> See, <laughs> seeing the vampire diaries on like the huge screen in ballroom 20 was actually pretty awesome that sounds like and and i was already like into the sh- like i wanted to watch the show obviously because of my love for ian summerhalder mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Ian. uh paul wesley yeah paul wesley knee <laughs> wasilewski yeah. um and so I was, I was, I was into it. I was ready. I was sold. And then, of course, when the show uh, premiered on the CW, I watched every week, and I was like, "Well, this show is, you know, entertaining." Uh, of course, again, I was there for Paul and Mister Ian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but very quickly, I was, I and a lot of people, honestly, who were, who were actually watching the show, like serious people like myself, were like, "This show is really good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this show's really, really good," and. The rest was eight seasons of history, I guess. To uh, to tell you my story, um, I came to it a smidge later. Um, I came to it mid-season. Um, my friend Allison told me she'd been watching it and that she wasn't quite sure yet um, at the top. And then she told me a couple episodes in, like, you've got to do this. And I caught up, as many of us did back then, like – watching this show on like weird tv websites with japanese subtitles mm-hmm. and that for like the first five or six I, i'd say so i caught up really quick and then watched it like concurrently for the rest of the time it was on air i almost quit a couple times uh i took a really long hiatus during season seven uh but i caught up in like a day, like like a, in like a week when I was unemployed, and uh, <laughs> and I was able to watch the finale when it happened uh, of season eight, which was phenomenal. How much did you cry in the f- series finale? Because I know I cried a lot. I was, I think I was like too shocked to cry, like I I couldn't handle it. And then when I rewatched it, which I did a did a rewatch with my boyfriend a couple a year or two ago because he hadn't seen it, and uh, I was a wreck. <laughs> during <laughs> many episodes of the final season get ready for that jill oh, i yeah. can't wait i love to cry 
<laughs> you will be crying on the show. Yeah, yeah. We have to – Jill does love to cry, and I also do. So I think we, we – you know, there will be tears in the future. Perfect. I can't wait. <laughs> so, Jill, when did you first hear about the Vampire Diaries? When did you first hear of the Vampire Diaries? Okay, so – Believe it or not, I was a Tumblr girl back in 2008-2009, and most of the feed was like Supernatural, the Super Hulak crew, if you recall them. Those people. Yes, I was part of that. amazing time. (laughs) I was a big Sherlock and Doctor Who fan, but then occasionally people would reblog vampire diaries things and i was like what is this get it off that's not what i'm watching <laughs> um so that's basically all i know is what i've seen on tumblr back in 2009 <laughs> okay so do you know anything that's like going to happen or anything like that i i think there's like a love triangle between them right I'm pretty sure at some point we're not gonna answer that I'm like pretty um, sure. Okay. You knew of Damon's existence. I knew of Damon's existence because that was the one time someone reblogged, and I was like, "Who is that person?" And then it just left. So <laughs> I never actually sat down and watched it because Doctor Who was more important. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that everything Morgan and I have said about Vampire Diaries has gone like in one ear and out the other for you. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Telling someone about the Vampire Diaries out of context is, like, an insane thing to do. Like, no one can comprehend anything that you say. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a I, smile and nod. You're like, okay. <laughs> so, so to begin this uh, journey through the Vampire Diaries, mm-hmm. um, we watched the first two episodes, uh, The Pilot and Night of the Comet. Uh, oh, yeah. Jill, Jill, as a first-timer thoughts tell us what you thought about these episodes of television fantastic pilot fantastic second episode Mm -hmm. um very into the music cues (laughs) (laughs) very into bonnie yes Yes. respecting bonnie assuming that witches will come in at some point as well as werewolves as they do in most vampire stories (laughs) okay (laughs) um yeah, I mean, I'm a big Damon fan already. I'm shocked that they brought him in so early. I was not expecting that. He's definitely like a he. He's like the only one of these characters at this point who could, can and will start a conflict. Like mm. everyone else is is pretty chill until That's things fair. get stirred up. So he's pretty necessary for the show to like you know be on the rails. Um, yeah, it's. Dang, it's I forgot how uh, good moment though. <laughs> um, the crows obviously mean something. <laughs> uh, spoiler, they don't. They, they don't? don't. Yeah, they don't. Um, it's what? one of those things from the book, and they like they played around with it for a little bit, and then they just drop it. It's they don't. The crows mean nothing. Have you read any of the books? No, no. I have. Uh, so um, a bit a bit of a some some book corner for you um i believe after the first season 
when I was like so amped on the show and I just wanted like more Vampire Diaries content, I started reading the books and I did not finish them, but they are like significantly more magical. Like they are closer to Buffy. Like they spend a whole book in like an alternate universe. Um, also the Salvatore brothers are like, um, like Italian, I think, I want to say like Italian Renaissance like era. So they're uber Italian. Yeah, like, they yeah. without spoiling anything. I'm like, like Giuseppe. Yeah, like Giuseppe. <laughs> um, they die like stabbing each other with swords. God, and, like that's how they became vampires, and uh, like so, it's even weirder for them to see Elena again because it's been hundreds of years. Wait, so if they were, like, in the Renaissance era, how, how did they learn about the Civil War? Um, you would be surprised to know there's almost no Civil War discussion. <laughs> Boo! So I know. The Civil War stuff is, like, a big deal, I'm assuming. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> did you not notice from the history class only teaching the Civil War? I did, and I, I noticed while we were watching the chat about the Civil War, I um, <laughs> didn't know if that was going to continue or if they would have other school lessons or if... <laughs> no, there will be no other school lessons. Okay. We will not see them in a class that is not history class ever. With that I awful think teacher? Never, right? It's you never. You know, with that awful teacher. Different class. Yeah. <laughs> you, I don't want to see Civil War history. Yes, I don't want to spoil things for Jill, but yeah. like I, I, I feel like I want to give her hope about the awful teacher situation. Yes, um, you know it, it won't always be um that you won't always have that problem. I think okay. we can say yes. Okay, don't worry. So when I said Damon, come take care of this problem, it could be, he's gonna take care of the problem. <laughs> well, actually, you said Damo coming to care of this problem. Yes, I will say I'm referring to him as Damo moving forward. Um, uh, sharp weird uh, listeners of the podcast will hear that uh, Jill, when we were in our Netflix party chat for watching these episodes, which I can't recommend enough as a way to view episodes of The Vampire Diaries, uh, with running commentary from your friends who are also drinking, Jill um, <laughs> accidentally typed Damo instead of Damon. And uh, I don't know another way to refer to uh, Mr. Ian Summerhalder's character on this show other than Damo now. Yes. And we we also only refer to Ian as Mr. Ian now. Mr. Exactly. Ian. <laughs> but um, yeah, I forgot. It's like, as in terms of like, I, I know Ian Summerhalder was a big get for them casting wise. Yeah. And I was like watching this. I was like, he shows up so late in the pilot. This must have been like two, three days of work. This is great for Ian Summerhalder. What a good career choice at the time. <laughs> First, he's before this he's working in Hawaii, and now he just gets to come in for a little bit. It's good, good for him. Uh, I am shocked to hear that there are eight seasons. I thought there were five. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, if there was five, there would be no season six, and we need season six, and that would be a tragedy. <laughs> That'd be an actual war crime. If the Vampire Diaries ended in season five, that would be uh, a real bummer. How many episodes per season? What am I? What am I in for? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> These are 
full seasons for the most part. Not, not uh, towards the end, it's it's not full seasons, right? Yeah, I think towards the end they shorten it. Like I I think the final season might only have a thirteen episode order. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna pull up the wiki. But I I know I think seven is a full twenty two. Yeah, see, eight is sixteen, mm. seven is twenty two. Yeah, there these are twenty two episodes, but it's worth it. It I is worth it. I don't remember the last time I did a show that has 22 episodes per season. <laughs> and considering the things that happen in just like two episodes, it's going to be like... It's going to be a ride. The yeah. show burns through plot like no other show I've seen ever, honestly. And it's... The, the show's crowning achievement. It's a gift. Like the show's pacing is pretty incredible. And they keep going without like big hitches for a very long time like it's really really impressive i like as you know now that i you know i i watch a lot of tv um humble brag and uh, <laughs> this is really really impressive plotting this is high quality uh rock and roll music <laughs> um uh i don't know should we talk about the pilot some more because dang what a uh, uh the that spooky opening oh jill um what would you say for the scariest moments for you when she fell into a tree horrifying <laughs> that was the one terrifying <laughs> and Elena is running out of the graveyard in the pilot and she trips and, and trips into a dream. I mean, it's impressive. Not the opening of each episode in which like two people are like terrorized and killed. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah, that's true. Does that happen every Again, episode? Not every episode, but like to be to set up the show and basically. Got yeah. it. Okay. It's very Kevin Williamson, who is co-creator of the show, and also like I noted in the pilot, it's the same in episode two. These actors just look like older versions of the cast members of the show, and it's very strange. It's that thing where when you start to watch shows, you realize that like um, people have types, like the people who are making casting decisions, like mm-hmm. the bill that they have these archetypes that you didn't understand. Like you'll start to realize like. Like watching like Shane Black movies, you realize Shane Black has a type. Like he likes brunettes, <laughs> so it's like Margaret Qualley, it's um, Rebecca Hall in Iron Man Three. Like they, the like Plack and Williamson also have types, like kind of archetypes that they go for. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, do you want to go through? I guess each character individually. Sure. Yeah. Should we start? Do you want to just start with Demo? Demo, I really <laughs> love him. Yeah, let's have a demo. <laughs> Listen, I am a sucker for the snotty brat of the show, which is why I'm a spike person, if we're talking mm-hmm. about it. Um, so, yeah, automatically, demo in top. <laughs> Team demo. Team demo. Um, yeah, I mean, um, Latoya made a really good point in our uh, Netflix party chat that uh, Mr. Ian is not yet, like, at his full powers uh as demo um because you know like it's the first couple episodes not everybody is like it has you know you know it always takes a couple episodes for everyone to like fully get it because you have to play the character mm-hmm. for a while um but still like it's a it's a really good performance and it's really fun and it's fun to mm-hmm. see them kind of feel the roles out but yeah. like Dang, I mean, Hello Brother remains a very iconic 
entering line. That's <laughs> uh, so good. It's I, I was saying in the chat, you know, he's at a two here, but he's still great here. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah. It was not a dig. It was very much like a oh, like he's finding it and. It, mm-hmm. and there is room to grow. It was like Jill get stoked. Uh, the Damon groove is uh, once he gets in it, he can't get out of it. As we as we know, as we've as we've seen, it is a it's a it's a magnetic role, much like that of the uh, the clown prince of crime. So <laughs> a hard one to shake. Which this pilot does have a huge ledger shout out that is hard to let go. Yeah, I was shocked to hear that. Bonnie says he predicted Heath Ledger's death, and I have questions. Why does Bonnie never talk about this ever again? If I were Bonnie, I would talk about this all the time. Like, how far <laughs> in advance? Because it was a cultural moment that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, as I said in that scene also, that is the the happiest Bonnie ever is on this show. She is so dang cute in this pilot. She is like bubbly and, uh, you know, ecstatic to meet the day. Um, and that is uh, rare for, for Bonnie. And then she just keeps Aww. having premonitions and they're not good. Yeah, it's almost as if um, like realizing she was a witch made her very sad and put her through a lot of pain. <laughs> I'm sure that will increase. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure everything's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, um Kat Graham is so good in the pilot. She's just like the cutest and the best. And she and uh she and Nina already have like very good friend chemistry, I feel like. Yeah. She like Kat and uh Nina and Candace all have that that friend chemistry pretty instantly. Mm-hmm. Um and also uh, as she's credited Katarina Graham oh, uh, at this yeah. point. So sorry. Yes. Use the real names Katarina, Mr. Ian. <laughs> Mr. Ian. We gotta go through those titles. Yeah. Um Jill. How do you feel about uh Bonnie? Love Bonnie. She's up there with Demo. Wow. I would we're gonna have to get like a, a a running like Jill ranking of the characters every episode. We do have to have a Jill power ranking. Yeah. So it's 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 Ooh. is it Bonnie Demo or Demo Bonnie? <laughs> It's probably Damo Body. Right. Yes. Great, great, great. I think it's always going to be Damo on the top. <laughs> a Damo Body pairing is what I always like. Um, <laughs> let's see. Who? I'm just going to see what I. Uh, Aunt Jenna. How about let's, let's talk about Aunt Jenna? I'm just going randomly. Like, I see a name and I said, there we go. Aunt Jenna. How do we feel about Aunt Jenna, Jill? Love her. Um, not really talking about her grief very much. Not at <laughs> all. Yeah. <laughs> Which seems strange, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah her, her big sister died. Yeah, it's yeah. really fun. <laughs> I don't know if this was a reveal uh, during the Vampire Diaries or not, but um, this week I was either reminded or it was revealed that a character on Legacy's uh, middle name is Jenna, and I was very stoked about it. Um, appropriate to make tributes um watching this now um as uh as an adult who uh is you know has come to terms with being bisexual i was like jenna should date me um i would like to help her raise these kids um she's a good kid i love her 
I mean, we haven't even gotten to Jenna's greatest moment yet, though. Uh, yeah. It has something to do with the internet. And <laughs> it is one of the best line deliveries anyone's ever given. <laughs> Jill, <laughs> what do you think it is we're talking about? I don't know. <laughs> do you want to guess at all? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, how about Matt Donovan, uh, Baby Blue? No, bottom, bottom tier. <laughs> wow, so sad. So you said you had a grudge against Matt already. What is? What's your problem with Matt? I ask with no animosity. I just he seems he's too caught up on Elena. Like you broke up, mm-hmm. leave her alone. And then, and then also, his eyes are too aggressive. It's like too aggressively blue. I don't. How dare you? Wow, Jill, what you've said is against my religion. Um, I'm so sorry. I respectfully disagree. Um, I think uh, Zach Rorick's so. I think he's great in this pilot. He like auditioned for Damon, right? He did. That was the yeah the narrative. Which is- well, before this, like right before this, he played an asshole uh, on Friday Night Lights who was mm-hmm. abusive towards uh, Tyra. Tyra. So it was actually in his wheelhouse. And I like held a grudge for a while because I was like, I hated you as cash, you piece mm-hmm. of shit. He's, um, I watched Friday Night Lights after I started watching the Vampire Diaries, so like in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I had not uh, yet met Cash. When I saw Cash, I was like, oh, great, Matt Donovan. <laughs> He's um, like, oh no. For a shock. Um, I think he's great in this. Like, I, I think they do a good job with him not playing too hard into being like like he's really broken up over Elena, but he's not entitled to her in a way that I think is really nice. Like mm-hmm. he, they do a good job with that like shading. Like I was um that's there's a scene with like him and Stefan in the second episode where he kind of like kind of pulls the like you know I look out for Elena thing right but he does a really good job kind of like getting a little macho and then being like I don't know man I don't even believe in this I'm just a nice kid like just nice to my friend yeah he cares about Elena she's his she's his best friend yeah and like it's just his they, they make it clear that like his family situation is not great like his parents aren't around like he's just taking care of Vicky who I think Vicky makes a pretty good case for herself in the first two episodes as being a hard person to take care of and Vicky the the show never is it, weird about acknowledging this Vicky is the older sibling but you would not know that from the way she acts yes I forgot about that that is so strange because she also she makes the big point that she's older than Jeremy and I was like but not by much right but I was like, she's probably like, what, like two or three years older than him, which in high school yeah. is like a lot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which makes their dynamic even weirder. And it's already pretty weird. Yes. Uh, <laughs> should we talk about Vicky or Jeremy next? Mm. Whoever you like. <laughs> hmm. Let's talk about Jeremy, who uh, we were dunking on the entire time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, J- we, Jill should say some nice stuff about Jeremy now so that we can say what I we're going to do. I Google who Jeremy is just now because I was like, oh, God, which one was that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, Jeremy. 
I think, you know, he's it's, he's grieving. Let him grieve. He totally is. Yes. Jeremy also has the second best internet moment in the history of the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vampire Diaries is a, is a show that uses the internet. Um, the CW, um, like... Uh, and you'll probably remember this from watching Gossip Girl, Jill, like that the CW would like partner with like Samsung or like something like that. And then there'd yeah. suddenly be like a lot of product placement. Um, mm-hmm. You have a little bit of that in store for you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Oh, you cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. It's, honestly, it makes me so happy. Um, it's like for me, it's as nostalgic as like the needle drops is like seeing the product placement because um, I'm honored. But uh, with Jeremy, I don't know. My my uh, you know brilliant point on this is that uh, much like Friday Night Lights, with the way that you like are annoyed with Julie Taylor a lot, I feel like I'm annoyed but affectionate towards Jeremy a lot. <laughs> And I mean, we've been teasing it in the chat. Like, we're just really excited for all his uh, hair changes. Just in season one, he goes through some intense hair changes in season one. He really does. It's uh, it's a choice that is made for some reason. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about people's hair a lot. Like, I know there's, if you, like, I, I, I'm, I listened to a lot of, like, interviews and stuff with, the, like, Julie Plack and Kevin Williamson and all of them and they were they've made a point of saying that like all of the guys on the show had an opinion of when their hair was at its best and then they're always trying to get back to it and not quite getting there. Oh yes. Well, we we haven't even met the characters with the male characters with the best hair on the show yet. We have not. <laughs> and once that happens, it's just it's just perfect hair every episode. It's so good. They've got to be werewolves, right? The werewolves have the best hair. No, actually. There are werewolves, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, we've told you there are werewolves. You used to were listening to us. That's right. <laughs> this show probably is the best reveal. The moment at which the show decides there are going to be werewolves is incredible. <laughs> it is a, uh, it's a perfect moment. <laughs> well, I, I mentioned this in the chat, too, is I'm waiting for her to find out that they're vampires, and I just, I don't know if it's going to beat Twilight for me, because um, I love that forest scene. This is heresy to me. It will be different, Jill. Um, I think they play it a little more grounded, is how I'm going to put it. <laughs> um, I really like um, the way that they do it. I think they do, they like keep her in the dark for uh, as long as is reasonable and uh, like have her find out in a cool way. And again, <laughs> this show burns through plot. So make of that what you will. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> we talked about Vicky basically. We talked about Matt. Let's see. Who can we talk about next? Mr. Tanner. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Elena. Beautiful. What a queen. <laughs> Uh, I would do anything for her. Uh, I love her very much. Uh, Nina Dobrev is so lovely in this pilot and like warm and sweet and like sad in a way that is like incredibly like winning and like mm-hmm. she's really like she's doing she's walking a really nice tightrope. Yeah, she's very endearing. Yes. I'm very drawn to her right away, which is mm-hmm. rare. She's 
not whiny, which is, it could be easy to be. And I feel like a lot of people erroneously consider Elena whiny. And I've never really thought that. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, just always made me. And I remember, like, originally watching this, having seen Nina in uh, Degrassi, which is what she was in before this, she was a very bad actress on Degrassi. And somehow with Vampire Diaries, it was like, holy shit, you know, Dilbreuf can act. Yeah, it's almost like it's maybe a little hard to give a good performance on Degrassi. How dare you? How dare you say that to Aubrey Drake Graham? <laughs> oh my. Um, Jill, did you ever watch Degrassi? I did not. Can I take a br- the briefest Degrassi detour in that um, I follow the Degrassi No Context Twitter account, and uh, they recently did a thread of all the events and mentions at the ravine and Jill, the ravine is like exactly what it sounds like a ravine behind Degrassi where all shady stuff goes down. (laughs) So it's just screen caps of like terribly awkward, like teens making out. (laughs) And it is uh, deeply, deeply funny. And I um, had forgotten about the ravine and I was glad to remember. (laughs) Glad to remind any of you guys who've forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank, thank you, Morgan. Important to big up to the ravine. <laughs> and uh, as we discuss Elena, of course, we need to talk about Stefan, Mr. Paul Wasilewski himself. Like, again, so good. Like, I mean, just like, because Twilight's like around and it's out there and there's like the pressure to like get people who like Twilight to like the show, but also to get people who don't like Twilight to like the show. Like, that was a really tough needle to thread. And he does such a great job at being like weary at times, I think, in these first two episodes, especially with Damon, like in a way that makes him feel like older, but not, um, not weird, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, charming as hell. The show definitely used Twilight as a way to, you know, get picked up by the CW. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the show reveals very quickly, oh, it is not Twilight. It is something uh, else and definitely something much darker as we will see as it goes on. Again, without trying to spoil anything. Yeah, not to keep bringing up Friday Night Lights, but like... This first season really feels like that's a touchstone for them. Yeah. And if we were saying a lot during the pilot, it's just Elena and Stefan, uh, Nina and Paul, the way they look at each other, they're really good at looking at each other. It's just like. It's fully the like Alexis good looking. They are good at looking. Like they're good at (laughs) each other. It's great to watch. But of course, uh, there is the twist with uh, Catherine, 1864. Yeah, what the hell is that? What? Is, I what? Like, mm. <laughs> so you you knew nothing about that at all, that part of the show. So I remember when I saw the name Catherine, it like flashed me back to my Tumblr days mm-hmm. um, where I recognized that there is a Catherine version of Nina Dobrev and then the Elena version. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just remember having that flash. Do you have any sense of, like, what it is? I mean, you know, they made it clear that, like, there's a chance of history repeating itself and that there like was a Catherine in the past that they were both interested in. But, like... Yes. Yeah, so I'm assuming that that's, like, their ex from the 
that's the one that he's like upset about that Damo brought up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, good assumption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was like a long time ago, which is what he said. Um, using my brain, but <laughs> I like mm, is it like she's reincarnated or <laughs> <laughs> well, well, um, they the way they handle it in the books is interesting because like in the in the show they are identical, obviously, and that mm-hmm. is um, you know, gonna be plot fodder for later. In the book, it's weird because he's like, I saw her and I was like, she looks quite a bit like Catherine, except there are slight differences. So I know she's just a descendant of hers, which is like a weird way to explain away something that could be interesting. But what uh, the also, cowards. <laughs> also blonde and mean. Is it going to be like a great great granddaughter and they're like in love with their love's granddaughter? That's what it is in the books, yeah. But yeah, it's very weird in the books because Elena is both blonde, which I think a lot of fans of the books were upset about when Nina Dobrev was cast, which is pretty arbitrary. But um, more so, she's like mean, like she's like a mean, popular girl. She's basically yeah. Caroline, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and but there's no Caroline. There is a Bonnie, and there's like this character named Meredith that they dropped. Um, oh, oh is it, it's Meredith Fell, right? I think it is, yeah, but I'm not positive. Um, I cannot remember. They stray from the books pretty significantly, it sounds like. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I also read these books a full 10 years ago, mm-hmm. so my memories are okay. pretty fantastic. And I am reminded we, we have to talk about Caroline, last but especially not least. Caroline. Oh, love Caroline. Love her. Good. Good. I- I don't trust anyone who says that, like, it took a while to like, warm to Caroline. Like, no, I loved her immediately. She's phenomenal right off the bat. And and even if you did not like her at the top of the episode, which I still kind of don't understand but can allow, her scene at the end of the pilot where she is drunk in, like, the Mystic Grill talking about how no one ever wants her. She is so good in that scene. And, like, she's so, so lovely. And, like, how could you not, uh, how could you not stand? We're going to be praising Candace Akala a lot, honestly. That's just, that's a given for Mm -hmm. anyone listening to this podcast because she deserves it. She does. Um, and she's uh, she ends uh, our pilot meeting demo, and she ends the second episode hooking up with him. So, what are your thoughts, Jill? Um, she's gonna be a vampire. That's my prediction. Wow. And where is she on your ranking? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's near the top. Not up there with Nemo and Bonnie, but like getting there. Like very close. Okay. <laughs> is there anyone we didn't talk about? Oh, we didn't talk about Tyler. <laughs> oh. Uh poor Michael Trevino, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> Oh, he gets the short end of the stick in this pilot in that he he is not in it very much. And he is, you know, our antagonist for a lot of this. Uh, So, Jill, uh, Morgan and I have talked about this a lot and probably around you and you probably didn't know what we were talking about. But we're always like, Michael Trevino is a leading man who unfortunately gets relegated to, like, supporting asshole character. And enough is enough. I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> we gotta get him a lead. Uh, he's really good. Yeah. I, wh- what did you think, Joe? I'm still Googling who this man is. 
Tyler is Tyler. The, the one that was uh, feuding with Jeremy for Vicky's affection. Mm-hmm. Oh, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a fair take on like yeah. the first two episodes. Tyler, he's not a nice person. No, I do not <laughs> like him. He's he's a he's a real meanie, uh, and he's like arguably uh, trying to rape Vicky, which we don't love um, don't at all. Yeah, <laughs> and we're we're gonna hand wave that a little later. Do we keep a running tally of all the times he never interacts with Elena in every episode? Yes, it is. It's a very funny thing. I would like to keep track of the first time they talk. If we can yes. pinpoint the first moment they actually speak to each other, I would love that. Because they weirdly have no crossover. <laughs> Even in scenes they're in, they just like don't acknowledge each other as if they're in a feud. Yes, a I'm trying to think, like, when is the first time they have a one-on-one scene? And is it season two? I Like, I cannot. The only scene I can honestly think of between just the two of them is the season six finale. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Jill, you don't know why, but that's very funny. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is a very good cut. We're going to cut us, us laughing so hard. <laughs> um, I did write down one of Tyler's lines uh, that so I can, I'll get us back on the rails, which um, Jeremy threatens to kill him at one point, and and Tyler just says, "Damn, that was like a death threat." <laughs> He does, which is great. I mean, he accurately defined what just happened. He like next to him and is like, "Oh, was that a death threat?" Like, <laughs> it was like a death threat. And I think the girl next to Tyler is one of the Miss Mystic Falls girls, uh, right, Morgan? Oh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't looking. I will go back and look later and probably tell you that you're a hundred percent right. Jill, you'll be excited for Miss Mystic Falls. Uh, yeah, and highlights of the town of Mystic Falls. We we love a town event, and Miss Mystic Falls is one of the best ones. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we had our first town event with our uh, Night of the Comet. Did you enjoy it, Jill? Yeah, very confused about what the event was. Besides <laughs> watching a comet, it was literally just watching the comet and children having their faces painted like. Tigers? You never got together with your entire town and watched a comet? <laughs> Lit some candles? Can't say I've ever done that, no. Uh, I gotta say, I am a huge sucker for the, like, candle scene where, like, Matt is, like, lighting Elena's candle or whatever, and then she, like, turns and it's Stefan, and I was like, this is a transitionary period for Elena! It was great. I uh, lost my mind. Poor Matt. <laughs> Poor Matt. Yeah, I just, I, um, I, I don't understand how you can dislike Matt Jill when he is just so actively being kicked down repeatedly. <laughs> but that's I believe how you feel about me and Jeremy. So fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'll warm up to him. Right now, it's we're on episode three. I'm sure <laughs> that I'll be a Matt fan eventually. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to succumb. You're just going to feel so bad for him that you're going to be like, I guess I like him now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Maddie Blue Eyes, the king. Uh, 
Actually, I want to give uh, I want to call Bonnie the King for her her texting abilities. Haughty, <laughs> staring Bonnie. at you. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> God. Oh my gosh. I have I have various notes, but I I don't know if if now's the time to get into them. But if we're going to talk about like specific lines, um, Caroline does at one point exclaim, "Share the smut," which I thought about, and I now need to use any time I'm talking to someone about how a date went. Ew, don't do that. You guys get ready. Next time you guys go on Disney, yell share the smut at you. So post quarantine. Was was anything particularly prescient quarantine wise in this episode? I couldn't think of anything. I mean, there will be stuff in the future mm-hmm. of the season that will be prescient for quarantine. Yep. Um, but for now, not a lot. Let's see. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I um I drew a lot of uh in my in my notes I drew the like eyes looking emoji a lot probably just because it's one of my favorite ones but it was just mostly because a lot of people are staring at each other in this episode so I wrote like Steph and I emojis blood and Matt I emojis Stefan. <laughs> I wrote like a, a lot of all caps once we were in episode two because I was so happy to see the sets and locations that we know that are not in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like Georgia is so good to them as a location, and also just like the sets they build are beautiful. Um, Jill, what did you think of Stefan and Damon's house? Very into it. It's so pretty. I keep like thinking it's going to be um, the True Blood house, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not. <laughs> Oh, Jill. <laughs> yeah, in the pilot, it's so small, and I'm like, this isn't a matter. And then episode two, we're in Georgia, and it's fine, and we're good. Yeah, it's so pretty and uh, so red. Uh, I really just love it. It's, yeah, like the look of everything is great. Like Elena's yeah. house is so, like, mm-hmm. lovely and open and bright, and there's mm-hmm. it's such a great contrast. Yeah, I, I love uh I love the sets. I'm happy to get the real Mystic Grill. I love the grill. So, so much stuff goes down at the grill. Which is a real restaurant you can just go to in Georgia, which is crazy. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, like there's like there, which I think like the exterior of it. I think they're the insides of set. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. the set, uh, I guess this isn't really spoiling it. This is just like a fact that the set eventually did burn down like in the later seasons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, but yeah, it's, um, that whole, there's like a, the whole town where they shot most of their exteriors is like, there's so much like licensed and unlicensed Vampire Diaries merch you can buy there. I had friends who lived in Georgia or near Georgia and would like, who told me about it and said it's like kind of wild. And I have a friend who wrote an episode of Legacies recently who like, was uh was going and she says you get like a pretty big reception when you're there which is really amazing because <laughs> it seems like the town really loves the show that's, oh, that's cool. cool yeah right hmm. Hmm. I, love it. <laughs> uh, I have a line i want to point out from the pilot Please. uh by stefan caroline you and me it's never gonna happen i'm sorry <laughs> what so ice weird. cold <laughs> so mean um you you were like he was direct, which is nice. He, he was direct, but that was so mean. It's just like yeah, like let her down a little more gently, dude. 
especially like she's like going at you hard like you could could like have slightly more tact yeah but um i mean i love i love her calling her shot right up top just being like we're planning a june wedding i was like honey um uh jill um a exciting thing for you to hear but don't look them up uh for the final season all of the episode titles are like lines of dialogue from the first season oh cute yeah. yes do not look anything up okay I won't. uh when i found out and like was like you know looking through the episodes like i lost my mind i was so excited um, yes the show really i think does a a good job of like cashing in on its own mythos in a nice way like i think it's not overly self-referential but it like does like know what about it is iconic which is nice mm-hmm. Yes, uh, season six and eight have the the best episode titles. Mm-hmm. I know that the show as a whole, you guys are big fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you say that the finale left you satisfied? Yeah. Very. Okay. Okay. Yes. And it made me cry a lot. Yeah. yeah. I knew there was a lot of crying. I just wanted to know if it was like a good crying. <laughs> yes, it was yeah. good crying. Okay. Yeah. The the end, uh, yeah, the, the, the end end, like, wrecked me, but even just, like, as a full episode, I think it's a really, really good finale. Like, this, it doesn't let you down. Perfect. Love to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about, what else we got? We got, we got to, we should talk music a little bit. The fray. Because there are some needle drops. <laughs> it's like you could almost hear the needle dropping at, at certain points. Oh God, yes! Um, what a gift. Um, I forgot that Katy Perry's "Thinking of You" plays, and it's like the second song. <laughs> <laughs> I truly love that song, and I was like, I was, I was amped. <laughs> you gotta get amps when you're watching the Vampire Diaries. The Vampire Diaries. I always just. I, I can't hear Never Say Never, Never by the Fray without thinking of the Vampire Diaries. And when it like just starts playing at the end of the pilot, I'm just so happy every time. Same here. It is so nice. Jill, did you like that one? Um, I was a big fan of the Fray back in the day. So I'm very excited to hear them again. Oh, me too. I had such a crush on that lead singer. Really? Oh my god! Um, this is the, the weirdest half brag. Um, my, uh, I saw I saw them in concert when I was younger, when I was in like seventh grade or something. And I also had a crush on the lead singer. And yeah. my friend somehow got backstage after and like called me, and I like had a stilted conversation with him for one minute. Whoa. He was. Very, very kind. It was only stilted because I was 12. Um, but it was uh, a big highlight of my life at the time. Wow. wow. So, you know, Vampire Diaries connections all around. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, also Gravity by Sarah Bareilles. Beautiful. Uh, two, great use. Two years before Community did the joke, by the way. 
Yes. And I know because I, when I first watched it, it was, there was no irony to it for me. I was like, this is great. Good song. Good. Uh, you know, they're being good. And I was never like, I was never a huge Sarah Bareilles fan. I, I like her, but I wasn't like intimately familiar with her discography. So like this song never had a huge amount of significance to me until Community did that joke. And then whenever I would rewatch The Vampire Diaries, I can unfortunately no longer take this very good scene fully seriously. Even though it's a very good scene. It's really good. I'm going to be honest, I never watched Community, so I have no idea what the joke is. Uh, but I love the scene. <laughs> We're going to send you some links. Please do. It's good to have, like, fresh eyes, because, Jill, you haven't, like, seen anything, have you? No. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> Wait, um, Latoya, how much Twilight have you seen? I've seen the last movie. What? Oh, well then, you know, we'll, we'll inform you when, uh, when parallels arise. I'm aware. I know pop culture. <laughs> well, you know, the finer points. <laughs> um, if uh, if I may uh, stump for uh, Twilight uh, colon uh, Breaking Dawn part one, uh, I would argue that it uh, slaps. <laughs> really, I li- okay. I my least favorite. I watched it again recently, and I was not excited to watch it. I, I took I took my boyfriend through the through the saga, and I was like, "Oh, I've been underrating this for a long time." It uh, riffs. <laughs> wow yeah gotta gotta reconsider it guys it's quarantine you have time but part two jesus but part two you know part two is absolutely bonkers (laughs) it is i was very drunk and possibly a little high as it should be um let me Uh, look through my notes i might have other you know deeply important insights so I noticed something in the pilot, I guess I've never really noticed before, mm-hmm. which is the episode, I guess, plays around with the idea that it is Stefan who is doing the animal attacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really never noticed it. I always just like, it's Damon, of course, because really, you're watching the promos, you, you see good brother, evil brother. I think, you know, it's going to happen. Was there, did you like ping on that? Or did you think, was there ever a possibility that, oh, maybe it's Stefan, maybe he's actually evil? No. Or you're like, no, of course not. No. Not even for a second. <laughs> Paul Wesley's far too sweet in this pilot. Like he's there's something like sad about him, and he's definitely brooding a ton. Yeah. But there's just nothing violent about him. He's too lovely. Which is it's crazy because prior to Vampire Diaries, uh, Mr. Paul Wasilewski typically played the bad boy in mm. shows, which is why I was surprised when he got cast as the good brother role. Actually, I'm like, huh. I don't know if he can pull this off, but he he pulls this off. He's yeah, he's so lovely. Like I I find him uh, very like a comforting and trustworthy presence. <laughs> he has a very nice face. Yeah, <laughs> good face. I speaking of comforting um, presences, uh, the second episode did uh, like feature the debut of Elena's uh, cream colored leather jacket. <laughs> it was a, a welcome sight for sore eyes for me. <laughs> I can never pull that off. Things that made me feel safe: that jacket, Stefan's hair, Stefan's abs, abs. Oh, the glow up abs wise, and episode two, <laughs> wild. 
Is this going to be a sexy vampire show? Yeah, there's sexiness. There's sex. There's there's sexiness happening. Okay. Yeah, okay. I want to say so many things, but I, I can't. I don't want to spoil Jill. I know. I'm. I'm. Just let's assure you, it's going to be sexy. I believe you. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can very much promise you that. Um, in terms of other uh, iconic moments, we gotta mention. Um, uh, that's for me to know, and for you to dot dot dot. Um, appearing in episode two again really great what a line good shit <laughs> yeah that's one of those uh iconic demo lines uh yeah and like yeah it's just good stuff um you guys I, jill was it you or was it latoya we were just uh watching um stefan and elena talk to each other and we were like it'd be cool to have a crush right now yeah <laughs> this show is good at having crush vibes <laughs> yeah uh and there's just so more people to have crushes on so many more people to have crushes on mm-hmm. people yeah. with great hair to have crushes on <laughs> okay in the first two episodes who do you guys have a crush on the most uh who do i have a crush on the most can i have a tie of course i think it's probably between Caroline and Stefan. He gives he gives good face. <laughs> <laughs> he does give great face, Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's Damo and Bonnie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> without spoiling anything, again, I would keep saying without spoiling anything, you will be so happy in the in the distant future. Yeah. <laughs> um and right now I'm gonna say mine are Elena and Jenna. I these are <laughs> these, these gals, they're hearty, they're doing their best in the face of great hardship. I love them. I love this. Uh, so, should we have like uh, every episode we're gonna do our crushes? That's what we're doing. Um, please, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> if we can talk about who we want to make out with, what's the point of doing this? <laughs> oh yes. Oh, well, when a certain character shows up, I know who I want to make out with. That can, that can mean anyone, really. Honestly, I, I this genuinely don't know who you're talking about. That's how many people are on the show. <laughs> a certain character with great hair. Wait, that still does not narrow it down. Doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I am. I. This is going to be really fun, guys. I was talking about a certain character with great hair who likes to chop off fingers. That that one you will understand and Jill will not. What? <laughs> That's a good character. <laughs> chop, chop off I would fingers. also make out with him. <laughs> yeah, buddy. There's going to be... I'm, I'm, I think that we also need to talk about every episode whatever moment scares you the most because there is a horror element to this show. Well, I guess the, the, the running into a tree is what scares me. gang i think we we might have covered all of it i think we did we did it uh we didn't really talk i guess about jeremy's drug deal i guess yeah should we hit that really quick jeremy's a drug dealer what a doofus yeah and like vicky's like talking him on drugs it's dark it's very dark and honestly the donovan family is just a a sad family and we'll learn more about that and we'll be monitoring jeremy's hair also is there is there a happy family on this show Um, (laughs) let me go through the the rolodex caroline's family almost at times Uh 
But not when we need them. No. Yeah. So the Ford family, no. Elena's family, no. <laughs> Obviously, the Salvatore family, no. No. <laughs> Bonnie's family, no. No. Oh, God. Bonnie's family, no. Yeah. It's a no. <laughs> yeah. I think there is no happy family right now. Is there ever any happy family? On, like, I'm- I mean, I think Gilbert's become like a happier, more cohesive unit at times. But like, you know, the point of the show is that there's constantly drama and constantly like family motivated drama because this is a family drama when it's at its best a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, by design, they can't be happy. Yes, that's true. So <laughs> there we go. Guys, I'm I'm stoked. I'm amped. <laughs> we are amped, and that's why this is the Empire Diaries. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us on our first episode of many. We're not going to stop doing this. We don't care what you say. Yep. <laughs> say bye, everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs>